0: Welcome to Preheated, kitchen wisdom and friendly chat from two friends who love to bake. I'm Andrea Ballard in Olympia, Washington.
1: And I'm Stefan Cohn in London.
0: Every week we celebrate the successes, failures, learning, and laughs that go hand in hand with baking for those we love. It's the fifth Monday of the month, so you know what that means, a bonus episode. Today, we'll be reviewing the Lemon Crunch Bars from The View from Great Island and awarding a coveted blue ribbon to the dessert that most helped us keep our cool this July. So grab yourself some coffee and get ready for some sweet talk.
1: As I was putting together my 2018 baking resolutions, something that was not on that list was to memorize a recipe, but I wanna (laughs) let you and listeners know I have done so. Oh, And (laughs) I'm impressed. Thank you. I wanna give a special shout out to listener Lauren because it is Nigella Lawson's Bourbon Salted Caramel No-Churn ice cream that I have now made for the sixth time in two weeks.
0: (laughs) Oh, this, I'm so glad you're talking about this. This popped up in our Facebook group page. Lauren was raving about it. You were raving about it. I cannot wait to hear about it, especially because it's no churn. I know some of our listeners do not have ice cream machines. So tell us all about it.
1: It is first and foremost, insanely delicious. It is four four (laughs) ingredients. It is three if you don't want to use the bourbon. So it is a can of the prepared dolce de leche or caramel now here this is called cooking caramel and it's made by the nestle company same as your sweetened condensed milk in fact it's right next to it on the shelf and i know they make this in the u.s as well but i had never used this product are you a fan of this have you used this before
0: well, this is really interesting. You're bringing this up. I have never purchased it before, but as you know, my love affair with my Instant Pot, yeah. one of the things I can make in my Instant Pot is to put a can of sweetened condensed milk into my Instant Pot and make Dalto de Leche. Oh, same, same. Okay. Yeah, so if I can't find it in the grocery store, I know that I can make it. So, okay, continue. So that's the first ingredient
1: that's the first ingredient and then you have 300 milliliters of heavy cream then some sea salt i have been using that fancy french sea salt you brought me so it just feels very special and delicious and then some bourbon to taste and she uses up to three tablespoons but it's completely your preference and what i have been doing is splitting the batch and putting bourbon in half and and leaving half without for my kids, and oh, okay. frankly, with the without is equally delicious and dangerous as well. Okay, so you're basically yeah. just whipping that up for a few <laughs> minutes in the KitchenAid or with a electric mixer. Okay, and then putting it in the freezer for a few hours, and it stays a soft serve set. Especially if you use the bourbon because the alcohol prevents it freezing hard. Yeah. Andrea, I cannot stop making it and I cannot stop eating it. It is insane. <laughs> and it's also really good. <gasps> Listeners, we did our classic chocolate ice cream that we turned into a Rocky Road variation. Mm-hmm. But it is really good just with that classic chocolate ice cream and then on the side with the caramel. Oh my goodness. Oh my
0: gosh. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want to go down this road. I really don't because it's really hard to stop.
0: (laughs) Well, this is sounding like it is definitely not the road less traveled for you. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) It is, in fact, it is the the summer 2018 recipe, I think I would say. So thank you, Lauren, because I had that book and I think it came out in the fall. That's when we were talking about it. And probably at that time, I just wasn't in the ice cream mindset and that's why i might not have flagged it right away but the minute i saw it on her facebook post i went back pulled it off the shelf and i am so happy to have found this great new ingredient and have a delicious new ice cream in my repertoire
0: speaking of new ingredients isn't listener lauren the one who also pointed your husband toward the eel shop in london The Eel and Pie Shop, indeed. And he went and had a crazy good time.
1: They are a (laughs) very historic... Eating place here in London, and there's actually only a few of them left. So he had gone, and you guys can scroll back through the Facebook post to see that. But she had posted, I think, about some food history, and that was part of it. And so, yeah, he oh, okay. he went with a British friend who had also not been, and they had a really good time. Yeah, that was that was something else. He is from eels to caramel in the can. Thank you so much, Lauren. <laughs>
0: We normally give our blue ribbon to a recipe, but I think we might be giving it this month to Lauren for all of the fun she's been giving us.
1: Oh, totally. Lauren Lauren is our preheated blue ribbon winner of July for sure.
0: Well, I can't wait to taste that ice cream. I um, am in the thick of ice cream-making season, so I'm definitely looking for some more recipes.
1: Yeah. Actually, I was reading through my July issue of the UK Good Housekeeping, and Andrea, there was one that was for a no-churn Honey Date Tahini Frozen Yogurt. And I know that we did our tahini chocolate soft serve back in frozen month. But this also has dates. I know you love dates. And it uses full-fat Greek yogurt and some lemon juice, honey, tahini. Again, just whiz that up and freeze. Not an ice cream maker in sight. So that might be one you like. Oh, yeah. Are you a chai tea person? I don't remember. Are you
0: spicy tea? You know, I... I don't order chai teas a lot. I'll occasionally get a chai tea latte, but I do like chai in recipes. I've had some chai cookies. Um, Gosh, I even had a chai cookie maybe even 10 to 12 years ago, which was a long time ago, and it used to be hard to find. So I know it's a lot more readily available now.
1: Yeah, I know lots of people do like this flavor. And this is another no-churn chai ice cream with a lot of spices. So you basically are making an infused milk that has vanilla bean and ginger root, cinnamon cloves, cardamom, bay leaf, peppercorns, fennel, and tea bags. And then your double cream, again, some condensed milk, infusing all of that, whisking it, whack it in the freezer. And once again, don't need an ice cream maker for that. Mm. And then finally, Andrea, there was a strawberry cheesecake no-churn that uses condensed milk and evaporated milk, some strawberries, some cream cheese, and then some Biscoff cookies, which, (gasps) I know, that sounds great too.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: this is a trifecta of goodness. Thank you so much, Good Housekeeping UK. So I'll put those in the show sheets for this episode, which is 85.5 up on our website. And you guys, if you need some more no churn. Also, just assembling, right? That's this been this whole month, just a yes. desserts and sweets you can assemble, and ice cream really fits into that
0: category. So enjoy all of those. Oh, thank you, Stefan. Moving on from ice cream, let's take a look at last week's recipe. That was the Lemon Crunch Bars from The View from Great Island. This is food blogger Sue and a lovely no-bake recipe. Stefan, why don't you kick us off and let us know how this one turned out for you? Oh, these were delicious. These were tart and sweet, light and fluffy. They
1: reminded me of my beloved key lime pie, so I was just feeling very warm and fuzzy about them. You know, Andrea, one thing I thought as we were doing this month of assembling and trying to have these cool desserts that weren't necessarily a frozen dessert but were keeping us cool in the kitchen, this dessert just looked cool. It looked Mm -hmm. light and beautiful and fluffy and airy, and it just almost cooled you down just to look at it, not to mention to mm-hmm. eat it. Mm-hmm. I really had a win with this. You take some unsalted, melted butter, ginger snap crumbs. And you and I had both admitted to a love of the commercially prepared ginger snap <laughs> yes. last episode, in episode 85, when we introduced this recipe. Uh, some heavy cream, a bit of sweetened condensed milk from the can, a hefty amount of lemon juice, which gives these that really nice tart flavor, a third of a cup of that. And some yellow food coloring if you're so inclined. The day that I made this, Andrea, shockingly, I did not have enough lemon juice after I squeezed all of my lemons. So I went ahead and made up the difference with lime juice. So mine was very tart and puckery, again, Ooh. going with that key lime pie. Everyone in the family really liked them. My family is a family of citrus lovers. It was easy and fast and quick. I thought it was really nice with serving on a plate with a fork. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily call them a bar. I think about bar using my hands to eat, and this was more a mm-hmm. slice. But whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, they were delicious. I really enjoyed them. You, citrus lover that you are, how did they turn out for you?
0: Well, I hate to be boring and predictable, but I loved these more than <laughs> more than life itself. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I know. They were so incredible. I, I do have a few notes, though, about what I did um, because I did make them – I made them for a Friday night at home. We weren't going out that night, so I was just going to have it with myself and my husband. I made them at about 6 p.m., and Mm -hmm. the instructions say to set them in the refrigerator to chill for at least two hours, and I went to grab dessert at 845, so they'd been in the refrigerator two hours and 45 minutes, and they were still so soft, there was no way I could have cut them. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I did line my baking dish with the parchment. So I was able to lift it out of the baking dish quite easily. But immediately, like, the parchment just sort of started flopping over. And I could see that the sides were threatening to spill. So I just popped it right back into the baking dish. And I thought, well, we'll eat it tomorrow instead. So... The next day they cut beautifully and it was, you know, with a 24 hour set. Now, obviously, okay. I, I'm guessing it doesn't need that long and you might be able to speak to how long you chilled yours, but I can tell you that after a day they're definitely set.
1: Okay, I think mine were probably more like four hours. They weren't six hours, but I think I made them Mm -hmm. early afternoon and had them after dinner that night. So it might have been four to five, but definitely more than the two in the recipe. And that's, Mm -hmm. it's a good point to call that out. I think two would have not worked. I really liked the texture at four to five.
0: And I also think, too, if listeners are like us and we're eating these to beat the heat, I don't know about you, but we ate these. I then served them. I had a group of six people. We were sitting out on our deck. It was a warm day here in Olympia, Washington. So I think we were, I mean, for us, you know, (laughs) warm for us, um, upper 80s, low 90s. And um, so I was glad they were a little more set. And I pulled them out of the fridge. Like I said, they sliced beautifully. I also served them with a fork. I can always judge, you know, by how number 1, does everyone want some? Number 2, does everyone eat it all? Number 3, do people want more? Yeah. Two thumbs yeah. up on all of those questions yes. on this particular one. So yeah. <laughs> And here's the other thing that I knew how much I loved it. So it was a huge success with the group. And that's always fun for me because, you know, not everyone has my taste. So it's good to see that it resonates with other people. Yeah, sure. But the next day, I was pulling some out to take some pictures and send them to you. And I've never had this happen. Now, you and I, we always take pictures of our recipes and we send each other pictures so that we can see what we're doing. Yeah. And I ran into trouble because I kept eating them. As I was photographing. (laughs) I think I ate three as I was taking pictures. So I just, I I had to stop. I mean, it was just getting absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. 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 These were fabulous. I can highly recommend them. I think, just like you said, they look nice and light. I did use the yellow food coloring. I thought that was really pretty. I forgot, well, I didn't forget to put the ginger snap crumbs on top. I just ate (laughs) the ginger snaps that were sitting out on the counter that I was going to.
1: Use for my crumbs. Exactly, I didn't remember or think to take that back, and it was just fine without it. I mean, the ginger snap flavor does come through nice and strong on the base, and I
0: don't. I think it's just a garnish type of situation yeah. for the top. I so, agree. Yeah, I agree. And I did have one guest who, as I was plassing out the second round of desserts, because a couple of people wanted <laughs> seconds. I love your house. Wow, round I two of desserts. <laughs> Round two. She said, Oh, can I have this one instead of that one? You know, kind of pointing to my left hand instead of my right hand. And I said, Sure, but you know, I'm just curious why. And she said, Oh, I want the one that has the higher crust ratio. So she really liked that ginger snap crust. So I was going to mention that. I think in the recipe, it's one and a half cups. Um, And I used an 8 by 8 pan. She recommends a 9 by 9 pan. And I think you could even use a little bit more. If you you really like that ginger snap crust, you could go with a little bit more on that.
1: Yeah, you're just going to have a thicker crust, maybe higher sides. Nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that. Agree. You could probably also make this in a round if you wanted to. I mean, there's nothing specific to this other than maybe using it as the the typical bar but if you wanted to right. serve this more as a pie you could you could do it mm-hmm. in a round as well but yeah big win and no surprise since we also loved the view from Great Island's cold chocolate snacking cake back in episode four way 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 back yes so nice to know that that website is still churning out great great recipes that we enjoy so so happy
0: indeed she is mm-hmm
1: So remember, we'll have a link to this recipe that is the lemon crunch bar from The View from Great Island on our website, preheatedpodcast.com,
0: as well as our Pinterest and Facebook pages. Listeners, you know this is a fifth Monday, which means we are going to award a special blue ribbon for our July recipes. So a quick reminder, if you're not all caught up, in episode 83, we made a strawberry icebox cake. Episode 84 was the semifreddo with honeyed peaches. Episode 85 was the no-bake almond thumbprints. And of course, today in 85.5, we're talking about these lemon crunch bars. Stefan, where does your blue ribbon fall this month?
1: Probably not a lot of tension or surprise with my winner. I am going (laughs) with the lemon crunch bars, which were far and away my favorite thing to make and to eat this month. I think if listeners remember, I had issues with ingredients for the strawberry icebox cake. I just thought the Semi Frito was a little bland, although I did really like the honeyed peaches, and the less said about the almond thumbprints, the better. So yes, Lemon Crunch Bars are the one for me. Really loved them. Light and airy, fast and quick, delicious. Love, love, love.
0: Andrea. Andrea. Well, not to be boring again, but I am also giving my blue ribbon to the lemon crunch bars. But I have to say that strawberry ice box cake was a real um, strong contender. Okay. Okay. The reason I went with the lemon crunch bars, you might recall back on the strawberry ice box, I really liked it the day I made it, but the second day, the yeah. I felt like the graham crackers were too soggy. Yeah. The lemon crunch bars, I made it on a Friday, I served it on Saturday, it was still delicious, I ate copious amounts while photographing it on Sunday. <laughs> so I know that it lasts more than one day. And I think, yeah. again, in the summer, when it's hot, you you want your time in the kitchen to be minimal. It's nice to make a dessert and be able to have it you know just stand up for a couple of days and and be available yeah. so that was the other reason I picked it other than the amazing flavor as well.
1: And how nice too we haven't we don't always line up on our blue ribbon I don't think it's happened true. since maybe the raspberry flummery you know like from our first February issue or something it's been a while so that's always a nice a double blue ribbon for the lemon crunch bars we got to tell Sue over at the view from Great Island. That's right. <laughs> Well, the timer's buzzed, and we've got to get this episode onto the cooling rack. Next month, we'll be taking a few weeks of summer vacation and planning some fun shows to see us through the fall and onto our second anniversary. But never fear, Preheaters. While we're away, we'll have some short and tasty Quick Bite episodes to see you through the dog days of summer. And you can always connect with us on our website, preheatedpodcast.com, our Facebook community, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter, where we're at preheatedpod. We'll be back refreshed and ready for fall baking with full episodes starting September 3rd. Thanks to Anne-Marie Russell for supplying our theme music. You can find Anne-Marie at annemarierussell.com as well as on iTunes and Amazon. Summer is a great time to catch up on any of the 85 plus episodes you might have missed. And if you like our show, please tell a friend and consider ranking and reviewing us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download our show. Until next time, I'm Stefan Cohn in London. And I'm Andrea Ballard in Olympia, Washington. Thanks for listening and sweet dreams. written, performed, and edited by Andrea Ballard and Stephen Cohn in association with 24th Floor Productions.